Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I am Dr. Adam Matthews, your couples therapist, alongside... And Lori Watson, your sex therapist. How you doing today, Lori? Lori has a cold today, uh, I'm afraid. I am uh, rather miserable. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but she's, she's soldiering on. The show must go on. That's as, right. As they say. <clears throat> That's right. The sex my... podcast must, <laughs> must be done. <laughs> All right. Even with my low, sexy voice. Uh, that's right. Well, the, you got a you got kind of a, a smokiness to it. Yeah, nice. exactly. Uh-huh. Not not as sexy though when I start hacking and coughing and stuff. Well, we'll be sure to edit all the hacks and the coughs out Hopefully for you. Hopefully so. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. All right. Joe's our editor. Thank you, Joe. He does a great job. So today we are talking about anxiety and sex, right? Right. Exactly. Not necessarily anxiety about sex, but how. Anxiety affects our sexual relationships. Right, Right, a generalized anxiety disorder. So there's lots of different types of that, but people who mostly have something that they call kind of trait anxiety. So Mm -hmm. a person who is... Runs anxious, um, yeah. not necessarily just about sex. Yeah, and we we all experience anxiety in some form or fashion, sure. right? But we are talking about, like you said, people that run anxious, that have that wrestle with anxiety a lot, where anxiety yeah. can keep them from normal everyday activities at times, um, makes it harder for them to go out. They feel a challenge to really do some of the things that somebody that doesn't experience that on an everyday basis might not have as much difficulty doing, right? Right. Somebody who worries a lot, um, men often describe it as, I'm just stressed out. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be sort of a form of anxiety that you don't manage stress well. And maybe, you know, you stay up late 
thinking about your work. You stay up late thinking about your relationships, and you know you tend to obsess about things. Mm. Yeah, so it could it could drive some things for men. I hear a lot of it drives insomnia. Right. A lot of times, right, um, makes it hard for them to sleep because they can't shut their mind down. Their mind can't calm down as well. Might drive um, some insecurities about mm. work for mm. men. Right, might drive. It may not I'm always. Women. And women. It may not always produce insecurities about their relationship, I think, for men oftentimes. But those are the areas that it seems to come out the most for definitely, men. What, definitely. How do, how do you see that for women? How does, so how does that affect? I, I think, you know, one thing that happens for women, one of the ways they might obsess is about their body. So symptoms and things that normal people just kind of write off. Mm. Um, when you're anxious, you worry about those things a little bit more and kind of can obsess about that. I, you know, I treat men too who worry about their bodies, but sort of worry to obsession is all a continuum on anxiety. And you can even go into, you know, kind of mania, but, and mania is sort of like, I guess it's a little different than than worry, but and that's and that's extreme. I mean, that's that's the extreme. Right, there's an extreme, mm-hmm. but we know that some of you out there do struggle with anxiety. A lot of people struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. chronically. This is a very stressful world, and mm-hmm. you know, many people move to places they're without the support of family. You know, things that maybe a generation ago, two generations ago, we weren't struggling with as a world. Mm-hmm. And let alone the news and all that. I mean, there's there's plenty to make us feel anxious these days. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's going to have a impact on yeah. your sexual relationship, it, it does. right? It really does. And, and you see it. You see it though as affecting men and women differently in how they approach sex, right? Right. And I've looked at the research on it. Um, you know, y'all, I'm still researching for my doctorate. Oh Lord, Pray for me. <laughs> it still, it still Pray goes for me. on. <laughs> yeah, oh, it does. I, I'm getting to the point where I have to just go every day in order to get this done. But basically, men often use sex and masturbation to relieve stress. And it's kind of counterintuitive. You would think that you'd be preoccupied. And maybe it's counterintuitive to me as a woman, you know, because you would think you're sort of worrying about other things and then not as interested in sex. But for many men, about 53% of them do use orgasm to calm down. And it's a little different than the way they would use um, sex during depression. So... Men often during depression use sex to alleviate loneliness. So it's Mm -hmm. this more connected sex, whereas for anxiety, they're using the the calm after orgasm that comes to calm themselves down. So, you know, even though they might reach for a partner, it's not necessarily that feeling of emotional connection that you get with that partner. Mm -hmm. Or they might use masturbation, you know, just to get to that great feeling that we have after orgasm you know, of release and calm, which is a little different and certainly different than the way women uh, operate when they are anxious. Yeah, that that does sound a little cold to use sex in that way, but I, I don't know that they intend to. They don't. This is not a conscious thing that they are doing, do you think? Sure. I think sex can be used in a multitude of ways, right? Uh, and maybe talking with your partner, like, look, at, I have just got to have more orgasms. I, I need it for stress relief. And you know, if if the sexual relationship is good and solid, then your partner may say, come on, baby, you know, let's do that. Uh, if that makes you feel less stressed, that would be good. Uh, I think sometimes, often, anxiety is preoccupying, and so those anxious people are not feeding their relationship well. 
So there are other stress points in the relationship. And then if sex becomes a little more mechanical, you know, it stresses the relationship further. Yeah. And that's that's what I think. I think it, if men, you're using that as a way to calm their anxiety, it has the potential to feel cold and mechanical uh-huh. to their partner. I think that's Wh- what you were saying. Yes, right? Which is going to which is going to just worsen the problem, which is only going to heighten your anxiety about yeah, it. Especially right. if there's the pursuer distance or issue mm-hmm. around sex. You know, somebody who gets anxious then uh, and they're using sex that way, you know, probably needs to learn other coping mechanisms or use masturbation for that and save kind of the desire sex uh, for your partner. Yeah. You also mentioned, uh, Lori, that occasionally anxious men become hypersexual. What do you mean by that? Yeah. How does, so, how does that happen? So this, uh, this lends more toward the extreme, but mm-hmm. it's true that some men who are not manic, so manic is a part, the upper swing of bipolar disorder, but even men who are just anxious sometimes become hypersexual and they get preoccupied in a more obsessive way about sex. And this is differentiated from kind of the normal struggle. But with these men, they feel a lot of anxiety. You know, I got to have it, got to have it again. I'm not going to get it. And that preoccupation, of course, feeds the anxiety about it. So it's sort of like a focal point where women might be focused more on hypochondria, um, what their body symptoms mean. Men might maybe hyper-focus on the availability of sex and and just sort of needing it with it, not necessarily comforting them or providing the stress release that you would Mm. think. Yeah. Does it have the potential to drive them outside of the relationship if they're not getting that sexual need met in the relationship? That's a big question, right? Mm. And for all of us, um, that's a big question. What happens when our sexual needs are not met? But this is maybe a, a different sort of sexual need. Not okay. necess- We're not talking about a guy with a normal higher drive than his female partner. We're talking about you know it being exacerbated by the anxiety condition, mm. which is slightly different. So, I mean, I think a lot of that depends on many, many factors, whether somebody would step outside their relationship. I mean, with whether they'd be, you know, caught in pornography or porn or, you know, masturbating in some way that would be more than others. But I think there are other issues structurally and internally for the person that would cause somebody to step out. I I don't think I've ever heard of any correlation with anxiety being one of those. Okay. But what's the other side look like? If they're not, if they're, if men are not seeking it to soothe their anxiety sexually, how, yeah, are, so, how, are, they, I mean, how are they doing that? Other men who sort of are not the ones who would use sex, you know, when you're anxious, you're worried about this, that, and the other thing. And so those men sort of operate more what we would expect, which is they don't think about sex. They don't want to have sex because they're preoccupied by getting something done or a relationship that's in trouble or worries about any number of things, right? Our mm-hmm. kids, their finances, it could be anything. I mean, I swear to goodness, my husband, when the car is not working, you know, like when something's broken, he doesn't want to have sex until he can fix that thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he just gets single focus. It's uh, like, so it's taking care of business, whatever that business is, whatever right. they find to say, this is what is necessary for life to be peaceful mm-hmm. and functional. They're going to pour their energy into yeah. that, and trying to help regulate their anxiety. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's come back after the break and talk about women's reactions to anxiety and then maybe 
talk a little bit at the end about what you can do about an anxiety disorder to kind of help manage it. Yeah. Thank you so much to all our Patreon supporters, right? Yeah. Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide right. to you as our listeners. If you know our work touches you and our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, foreplayrst.com, and there you can find a way to support us, and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.com. We look forward to working with you. All right, we're back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy talking about anxiety and how it relates to sex. We talked about men in our first part, and now it's women's turns. Yeah. Right? What, how and does anxiety affect women? I like? want to credit John Bancroft and his associates. Um, he wrote a journal article on mood and sexuality in men. We got that research from him, and we also are going to use... Another research paper by Bradford and Meston, it's called The Impact of Anxiety and Sexual Arousal in Women, as we talk about this. Just so that you know, we, we do research and use good, good creds on that. But women, obviously, who have anxiety have much higher rates of sexual dysfunction and often primarily arousal disorders. And when you think about that, right, if you're preoccupied by all kinds of things, you may still feel desire But letting go and relaxing into the moment becomes very difficult. Mm -hmm. And for women, you know, because we don't have as much testosterone and all that magic, we need to be able to let go and relax and let our mind go. That's super interesting to me because I don't know that many people, when someone comes in complaining of a sexual dysfunction, particularly with women, are going to necessarily think to look at how anxious they are yeah. and look at anxiety as a driver of that sexual dysfunction. Right. I mean, they may be thinking about sexual anxiety, but not necessarily generalized anxiety or panic disorder or whatever, but absolutely. And I see this just in women in general. You know, their preoccupation with the list, mm-hmm. right, is kind of a, a small, tiny form of anxiety. You know, I need to be perfect. I need to get it all done. I need the house to be straight. You know, all, all these things, or I need my work finished, I need my emails answered, whatever it is that preoccupies their mind, then they have difficulty entering the moment. But when you really ignite that with an anxiety disorder, it becomes much more difficult for them to let go. Mm-hmm. So is it the opposite for, like, if 53% of men use sex to uh, an orgasm uh, to calm down, do women do the same thing or is it is it different? Are they, is it driving them away from sex? 
Yeah, I think overall it drives them away from sex. So their worry, their obsessions, maybe their anxiety about bodily symptoms. And, and men can do that too. It's not exclusively female, but more typically, you know, all of that does. It drives them away from sex. They mm-hmm. don't want it as much. So desire does get impacted. I mean, anytime you hit the sexual system, right, arousal is impacted. She may think, oh, you know, I can't possibly do it because it's it's not going to work for me. And so her desire diminishes, particularly orgasm will go away. I mean, hit the sexual system in a woman in one place and you are in trouble. Right? Yeah. It's a house of cards. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually just thinking that, that everything has to align for women. And so anxiety really just throws a wrench in, in all of that. Yeah. Right? And, and one of the things uh, the research has shown is that if she has an anxiety disorder, she is more likely to also have sexual anxiety, which would make sense, right? I mean, she's preoccupied in some way, but it, it's, it's problematic. Um, and also, there might be a physiological correlation to the reason sexual arousal gets interrupted because anxiety is handled in the same place in the brain as sexual arousal. Mm. One example of this is that women with chronic anxiety and they get fearful of symptoms like blushing, flushing, or shaking, things that normal people would go, yeah, I'm anxious, I feel that, I'm nervous, I'm shaky. For her, she's like, what's wrong? You know, it's like it's weird, but it's self-reinforcing. Anxiety creates more anxiety, creates more anxiety. And unfortunately, the symptoms of anxiety are similar to the symptoms of sexual arousal, right? We flush. We kind of get out of control. We might shake. I mean, all these things sort of almost feel a little like anxiety. Mm -hmm. So this gets linked together in her brain in this same place and so now she becomes slightly more anxious as she becomes sexually aroused, thinking that, you know, this is a similar symptom that I'm familiar with. What's wrong? And so the brain can do a number of crazy things. Is that different for men, though? Yeah. I mean, I think that men, their arousal is so much easier and simplistic, you know, and boom, you know, they can have an erection so quickly, be fully aroused. Whereas for women, this is, you know, a 20-minute process. Hmm. And so... She has a lot of time in there to think about what's happening in her body, to observe it, to worry about it, Mm -hmm. and to feel it in a different way. Whereas I think for most men, arousal is really quick. It just bypasses their brain in a way that, boom, I'm done. That's good. (laughs) This is a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. Yep. So that hence the, the not thinking with the right brain. Right. right. One thing that um, I, I found interesting as I was researching is that there are certain optimal levels of anxiety. So this is not necessarily trait anxiety where a woman feels chronically anxious, but there are certain moments, right, situational anxiety that actually help her. So like, you know, if a woman sees a scary movie, for instance, and there's just, you know, she's with her buddy, her partner, and you know, then afterwards they're they're like, oh, wasn't that a great movie? It, it resolved. It was wonderful. That heightened physiological arousal of the scary movie actually may make it easier for her to turn on. It's also the same effect as vigorous exercise, you know, that creates sort of like a 30-minute window of physiological arousal that translates over to easier sexual arousal. Mm. So 
So all so these men are going to say, let's different. rush out and see Halloween, you know? <laughs> <laughs> let's see all, this, all the scary movies. So what do we do about it, Lori? I mean, how do we address anxiety for whether male, female? How do we... How do we address it? Like, what do we? What are some things we do to start to keep this specifically keep it out of our sexual yeah, relationship? Exactly. Right? So, one of the most common ways physicians manage anxiety for people is they put them on an SSRI, right? Which is an antidepressant, and that's that's a little of a misnomer because SSRIs handle anxiety as well as depression, raising our serotonin levels. Unfortunately. SSRIs also lower our sexual desire. It's almost like we become a little sated and don't need as much sex. And so that depresses and dampens desire as well as orgasm in both men and women. So not the best solution. However, you know, when you struggle with chronic anxiety, sometimes it's so exhausting. I mean, people are working uphill who have chronic anxiety. So they do need help. And so we got to manage it in another way. Maybe they do need the drug. And I'm, I'm not against meds. It's probably not my first resource. I think my first go-to is can we manage this with meditation and mindfulness because that has no side effects. In fact, it has positive effects mm-hmm. on our sex life. Yeah. I think the other thing that I would recommend as well is being able to somehow get to the root of anxiety. Anxiety is just is essentially rooted in fear. Yeah. Right? Oftentimes it's connected to um, something that when we we avoid thinking about it mm-hmm. um, and that so it becomes blown up in our head. It becomes really big. It becomes a, a mountain when maybe it's not quite so high or it's not it's moving moving into it, into the fear and really looking at what if if this fear is going to happen would I be able to be okay? Right? Yeah. That's the, that's oh, the thing yeah. that's, that I think is oftentimes the big question is if this, this, whatever it is that I'm anxious about, that I'm fearful about that's driving this, would I be able to survive it? Right. Um, it's almost like a test, mm-hmm. a daily test of can I survive the most awful thing that could happen? I, I also think anxiety sometimes represents a conflict. Sure. We want one thing and we want another thing, and we can't kind of make up our mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so we feel anxious about it. Yeah. Many people feel anxious about their relationship, and they don't know how to manage it actively, so they just worry. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not getting out of this what I need. I don't want to leave. And they just live in that tension rather than proactively going to therapy, reading a book on it, talking to their partner, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's gotten blocked because they've been in conflict over their different needs or whatever. But I think sometimes for myself, you know, I feel anxiety often about like, let's just say this pending PhD work, oh, Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, I work really hard and do a lot during the week. And then just the thought of going to the library on the weekends, you know, it leaves me in tension, right? I, I can't get the downtime that I need, but then I can't, when I'm having downtime, you know, get what needs to be done, done. And so sure. it's chronic, you know, yeah. it's just, you worry. And that's that's a tiny little example. And that, that really doesn't do anybody with well, anxiety favors to 
put it so simply, but well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I think it it is obviously super complicated, but mm-hmm. it's also like those type of things are the things that would begin to help resolve some of it, or yes. at least to decrease it. And I think yeah. like the med- what meditation and mindfulness, the intent of those things is to essentially bring us back to the present, right? Because right. anxiety is often you you were describing it as two different choices. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. it is either fear of the past and regret of what's happened in the past, or, or fear of the future, yeah. right? And so it keeps us from being focused in the present moment of what is happening. And I think that's what one of the biggest benefits of mindfulness and meditation is that the ability of it to bring us back to what is actually happening right now. Yeah. Um, and the ability to see that the thing that we're anxious about isn't actually happening right now. Right. right? It could happen. I mean, some of the anxiety has, or they're real fears that could happen, but it's not happening right now. Our past, mm-hmm. we are we are safe from our past right now. Mm-hmm. We are not, we are, we are safe from what is, future. we are not in the future right now. Yeah. And so the, that, it sounds way simpler than it is, yeah. but it, it, that is actually a really complicated, really hard thing to do that we oftentimes have to fight for. But by doing that, I think it begins, we begin to actually see our sexual relationship in a bit of a different light and can be able to give it the attention that it needs, be able to use it correctly, ask for what we need in it and, and move forward together. So, And I have a really practical tip. Yeah. You know, it's winter here and I have cold feet. So every night when I come home, I go and take a warm bath with magnesium salts, Epsom salts, mm-hmm. uh, two cups in a bath. And actually, it's very absorbable in the skin, which is so good for you in so many ways. It it relaxes your muscles if you've worked out. It basically lowers your blood pressure and it helps relieve anxiety. So I take those few minutes, you know, maybe 10 minutes in the evening to warm my feet up, to um, just relax. I meditate in the bath and then I'm, I'm having all these good feelings happening, right? It's like you're warm and, and then you kind of come out of it. You're sort of ready to approach your family and be with your partner. So I would suggest ladies join me in a bath. Not no, don't join me in the bath. That was that was not an innuendo. Uh, Lori Lori's but inviting I mean, all of you I, on over your own, on your to own. her house, her gigantic <laughs> her gigantic uh, hot tub, yeah, which is basically exactly. hot tubs are just basically uh, taking baths together. Yeah. Um, so come on That's over, so or if you want, if you <laughs> Lori will give out her address later. No, on. no, no, nope, no, 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 she no. won't. Or just do it on your yeah, own. Yeah. No, what I mean is. It's like like I'll commit to just this moment of taking care of yourself, yeah. relaxing, doing a little bit of meditation. You know, the cool thing is, right, you're clean, you're warm, you know, you're, you're ready, ready to, to go. go. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us today and talking about anxiety and sex. As always, I'm Dr. Adam Matthews, your couples therapist. And I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. See you next time. You can now call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.